Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to anyone listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We have been friends for over 15 years. And every single week, we call one another and we catch up once. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That's what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. Never. (laughs) Never. Um, What's up? How are you? What's... What's new with you? Well, it's so good to be back live here on Mixler.com slash Afterthought Media, Mike Lawson. Uh, you know, yeah. last week we were live on Pride 48 because not only be- – thank God, actually, because uh, Mixler was down all last week. Uh, so you couldn't even look for like a whole – like almost a week it was down. And what's funny is I'm not used to operating the Pride 48 feed. So, you know, after you – know, Mike Lawson, you know, we, we had Joey Boohecker – on the show in the last few minutes of that episode. And I didn't realize we stayed on. Did you know that we stayed on the air afterwards? And, and I was about to talk shit and all this stuff. And um, Taylor, thank God, Taylor the Latte Boy, he called me. You know what he said? What? Girlfriend, you were so on. And, <laughs> and That's I, funny for a couple of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. So we, we got off the stream. But uh, how are you, Mike Lawson? How have you been? I can't wait to talk about Marianne later. I hope she's part of our news story. (laughs) Well, you know, you (laughs) might be surprised. We'll see. Maybe Marianne Williamson, uh, presidential candidate and spiritual guru, Marianne Williamson might be uh, one of the topics of our news story. But how have you been, Mike Lawson? Well, a a couple of show business things. Mm -hmm. Um, Episode 263 that we recorded live on Pride 48 last week has never been released onto the Catching Up stream. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and it will be soon. Somebody, someone is just being lazy about it. I'm not going to name names. No, no, it's, it, I will say this <laughs> week. <is> me. <laughs> no, no, no. This week it's both of us because I will say like I processed it right after we recorded and then I just forgot to put it on Dropbox and everyone finds it super interesting. So like Thursday, <laughs> everyone should know I'm so afraid of this Mike Lawson, right? That whenever uh, the episode hasn't posted, I don't know how to approach it's all right. Is everything okay? And then that's and how he knows. <laughs> it's gotten to the point where you say, are you okay? And my response is, I'll get the show posted <laughs> yeah, later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but this week he should have texted me, are you okay? Because the show just sat on my desktop for the longest time. And it wasn't like till Thursday or something. That I was like, oh my God. And so oh. uh, I put it in Dropbox. So that's, it's my fault mostly. Um, San Francisco Pride is happening right now. Oh, and there's no one more off get off my lawn than Mr. Mike Lawson on social media. <laughs> what do you mean? Like you're like, ugh, I love San Francisco, but <laughs> you're showing all the people in front of your office. It's just like wall to wall people. It's not so bad. It's kind of like um it's sort of like being in a really cool rainstorm and if you're inside looking out watching it, it's fun. I just don't want to be in it. You know, I don't want to get wet, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah but was, so, it, was it more difficult to get to and from work? Yeah, it takes a lot longer, especially like yesterday, Saturday, getting to the city to the theater mm-hmm. in, you know, the afternoon. Usually my commute is like so easy because you don't have even you don't have city commuters on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. But yesterday it was just like wall to wall people. And it's like. People smoking weed in the train and, mm-hmm. like, just being awful and loud and obnoxious. And, like, they're not doing anything wrong, but it still is annoying the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like and they're not doing anything that they shouldn't be doing. They're, you know, celebrating pride and good for them. Mm-hmm. But, God, it sucks. Um, <laughs> but, oh, yeah, this is 
I don't know if I should even do trigger warning or what, but mm-hmm. I'll kind of breeze by some of this, but it does have something triggering in it. I it's um an animal dies. So I uh was in the Civic Center BART station, Joey, mm-hmm. uh after work, like maybe eight eight PM on a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And there's a crazy man kind of like pacing in the BART station and he has a dog with him, mm-hmm. like a, like maybe lab, like a white lab. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know dog breeds that well. Okay. And he's acting crazy. He's yelling. He's kind of like pacing and like, um, not just like a crazy person that's kind of keeping to himself. He's like getting in people's faces. He's like making people who are sitting down, he's, like, getting too close to them that they're, like, getting up and moving, mm-hmm. and it's kind of uncomfortable. It's like a dog version of Joey Boohacker. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about the man. The dog actually oh, is being super I, chill. I thought you talking about the dog. No, 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 no. Oh. The, the man is the one being crazy. The dog is just kind of following him around, mm-hmm. and he's on a rope. He has a rope tied kind of around his, well, like, his whole body and his neck. It's, like, mm-hmm. all knotted up, okay? Mm-hmm. And the dog dies, Joey, at the end of the story. Just so Ooh, you know, I don't, okay. I don't want to make this like a lighthearted story because it's really not. Yeah. Um. So I kind of walk towards the front of my train, and if you, I mean, in a train station, one train, um, the platform, there's a train going in each direction on both tracks, going in each direction on both sides of the platform, right? So I walk to the front of the train, which is the back of the train, would be the back of the train going in the opposite direction. You follow? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the man kind of is pacing all over the place. He eventually sort of comes up sort of in my general area, Mm -hmm. which would be kind of the rear of the tracks on the other side of the train. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I start thinking like, oh, shit, what if? Because a train, his train is like, about the a train is about to pull in the station in like three minutes on yeah. his tracks and about three minutes in my tracks about mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, fuck, what if the train pulls in and he jumps onto the tracks? Like he's nuts. Mm-hmm. And Joey, this is kind of a weird thing to admit, but this is not the first time that I've had this thought. It's the first time I've had the thought about this particular man. Cause I've never seen him before, but mm-hmm. it is not the first time that I've thought like, Oh fuck. What if this person is a little, yeah. Nuts and does that. Then let me get this and, straight. This is not the first time you thought, wow, what would it look like if this person fell in front of a train? <laughs> but it's like, it's one of those things. Well, also, like, I'm afraid John Kionis is going to walk out because I'm like, <laughs> do I call someone? Well, everyone should know that's the host of ABC's uh, What Would You Do, right? Is that what yeah. The show's called? Who would okay. you rather? Okay. <laughs> because I'm thinking... A, I could say something and save mm-hmm. this guy's life. Sure. B, I could say something and ruin this guy's life, and he gets, mm-hmm. you know, arrested by cops come and taser him and like hurt him, and all he was doing was being nuts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just conflicted. Is my point okay? And the only, I think, the thing that really saves me saves me some face at least in this situation is that there are also 45 other people watching him do this, and they're all having kind of similar thoughts and doing nothing. So mm-hmm. we all kind of didn't know what to do, and we all decided to do nothing, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. So as the train pulls in, my train is pulling in as well. And pray, I don't know, thank God, actually, but I... um when my train is pulling in, I kind of, my attention uh, moves to my train and I'm looking to see if, you know, it's busy and, you know, where I'm standing and the people around me. So when the train doors, all of this, like my attention goes, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, the train on the other side of the tracks pulls into the station. And Joey, I don't know that I'll ever forget it, but I, his dog screamed (gasps) and he fucking threw his (gasps) dog in front of the train. Oh my God. That's awful. And, like, everyone kind of stops. The train stopped, but it was, like, already halfway into the en- into the station. So it, like, ran over him and then probably dragged. I don't know wh- where the dog kind of ended up. I'm assuming the dog died because our, <laughs> yes, train, our train door is open. Uh-huh. And then everyone gets on. But, like, some people kind of, like, stop. The train on that side of the station kind of is, like, dealing with the, the crap, the the um 
conductor is that what they're called the train driver yeah i think so yeah on that side opens a window so like he's like right there and like is dealing with it so like i just get on my train and then leave is that weird i mean a lot of us what were you you gonna do yeah i'm not gonna save the dog i'm not gonna apprehend the man i'm not here's my question does anybody do you know what happened to the man anyone tackle him or does anything or does everyone just ignore the man that he just threw his dog in front of the train what happened so he threw the dog in front of the train and then the train like it also this is like in i'm talking like two seconds time right Mm -hmm. so the train kind of like screeches to a stop the dog also yelled as i said and then the man kind of like followed the train Mm -hmm. so the train pulled halfway into the station and the man kind of then was out of my line of sight so i don't know if he like booked it if anyone said anything to him on that side of the station where there were more people waiting to get on that train and what sucks is like as i told you my uh my attention moved towards my train which i was looking like at the front of the train Mm -hmm. so people on his side of the station on the his side of the platform did the same thing i'm sure so everyone was looking at him basically as he threw this dog in front of the train i i feel someone grabbed him and something i mean i want to hope that something happened to him now my question to you is this all dogs do go to heaven i'm told that's true now here's my question did this in any way affect what the quality of seat you got? No, I got home okay. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, okay. You didn't have to, now. Do you have to ever reverse stream or whatever it is to go home? I couldn't have reverse stream for this, but um, no. So I'm working a lot more nights, so I'm not working this like 5 p.m. 6 p.m. rush that happens in the financial district oh, where a yeah. hundred people get on you know, a train that's usually set for like 45 people. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So. Wow, what a terrible. How how shook up were you? Like, by what point were you over it? Like, it was. Shook up is a weird word. Like, I felt sick to my stomach almost, mm. and like, I can still hear the dog screaming. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you don't get over that. I remember one time driving home late at night. This is when I was younger. I was probably like sixteen or seventeen. You know, from but it was like late at night, and driving up this dark road to my parents' house, and. On my headlights up ahead, I could see there was some sort of roadkill on the street. And as I approached it, though, I saw a, uh, again, trigger warning, everybody. Here we go. Trigger warning. I'm going to take a a three-second pause here. I saw, like, a possum that had been run over. You could literally see, it was almost like a cartoon, the tire marks, the flattened tire marks. In the, mm. the possum's body, but the possum was still alive, and I was approaching. It was like screaming and looking in the headlights, and I and to this day I can still remember the image and see it. Does the that worst. make sense? And it's like, yeah. oh, that's oh my god! I can't believe I just saw that. And that, I remember also I like you're just up. so helpless. Yeah, I can't fix it. I can't make it better. Yeah, mm. yeah, it was awful. I feel we need so, some sort. I feel we need some, well, yeah, yeah. We need some House sort. Betty. We need to have some sort of like palate like, cleanser. Palate cleanser. You know, I think. Girlfriend, you were so long. Okay, we need some sort of palate cleanser. Hold on, let me let me think here. Uh, I think it's time. What for- is what is this Marianne Williamson um, accent that she has? Like, well, we're gonna talk about that in the news. All that will come out in the news. Okay. Because I know, I know, as we know, I know a lot about Marianne Williamson. I know you do. It's yeah, I've so met her several times. <laughs> I have people who are actually, I know people who are actually friends with her. This is a whole thing, all right? So, like, but for right, even though this is not my story, I want to do like a very brief palate cleanser. Here we go. Oh, you know what? Of course, as usual, the volume's not up. Here we go. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I forgot I switched it for the Pride for You thing. For Mike and Joe on the Isle Palette Cleanser Edition. Today, we're going to talk about Joe's favorite YouTube channels. I don't know if Mike has favorite YouTube channels, but I'm going to talk about mine. You know, Mike, um, lately, which is, um, these kinds of YouTube channels aren't necessarily my, I don't know why I stumbled onto this or whatnot, but for, like, literally clearing my mind, I've really gotten into, um, these channels that they restore old tools or old um, oh. toys. 
Uh-huh. Like the one that I stumbled on somehow, it's actually kind of a new channel. It's called Restoration Station. And he just uh-huh. takes old tools and restores them. But there's another one called Rescue and Restore that might be more open to our audience. Did you I, watch them? I watch them because they're very, whenever I've had a hard day, they're really fun because there's no talking. Mm-hmm. And even though power tools involved, they somehow levelate the audio so nothing's too loud, you know? Yeah. And they just show you, like, a rusty old tool or knife or hammer or something like that, or a toy. The toy one is more interesting to people, probably. That's, that's Rescue and Restore. Hmm. It's like an old, old toy. And then you, they just, no talking, no yeah. bullshit. They just show you the process as they take the rust off and paint it and Weird, bring yeah. it back to life. And, it, and, they're, and they're very short. They're no, probably about longer is like, the 10-minute ones, you know? Yeah. They're about five to ten minutes, and there's no talking, and it's very soothing. The other thing I'm a fan of, do you watch these bon, that Bon Appetit channel? No. Okay. So Bon Appetit, some, some brilliant hipster must have decided to rebrand it. And so it's kind of, even though it has the, 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 ter, it, the it's under the brand Bon Appetit, and it has some sort of image with it, it's kind of actually young and hip and funny. Like and tasty videos almost? I would say smarter than that. Okay. Like actual chefs, but there's a almost maybe kind of like what Food Network used to be or wanted to be, where like it's very personality driven of each chef. Oh, okay. I didn't and know that. Um, but they're like youngish. They're not probably in their early 30s, mid 30s, and they uh, they all have their own personalities and they make good food. There's one that's really really popular called Gourmet Makes, mm-hmm. where and she's the one that's super popular. Her name's Claire, and she'll take like some popular junk food and try and make a gourmet version of it. And so I highly recommend it. And uh, there's some cute guys on there. And there you go. That's Joe Batance with his favorite YouTube. Do you have any favorite on YouTube channels? Yeah, I have one. This is not YouTube, but it's very similar. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to get into it. And I actually made a goal of uh, to not mention this on the podcast, so I'm breaking my own rule. Mm-hmm. But I listen to ambient sounds. Okay. So <clears throat> kind of like white noise, but it's like in a coffee shop. And yeah. so like you could almost make out conversations or you can. Oh, Okay. And what I like about it, so white noise and, like, the sound of rain and stuff like that, I enjoy. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I like about ambient noise is, like, you'll get almost startled. That's not the right word because that sounds, like, shocking and not relaxing. But you kind of get, like, kicked out of, um, like, falling asleep because, Mm -hmm. like, oh, there's a coffee machine. Or, oh, there's a roar of an engine passing, Mm -hmm. which kind of gives you something different than just like consistent white noise Mm -hmm. so i listened to a bunch of them and joey i started making a daily kind of ambient sound podcast but i haven't told anybody about it i've been doing it for like a couple of weeks and if you want to find it you just have to go find it i'm not gonna i I want to see how it organically could grow or could not grow you know what's so funny is there's a podcaster well, named Weststone. You and I know him, right? Yeah. And I've never listened to this podcast he's recommended, but I've been interested in it. And there's a guy for big Disney nerds. He goes to Disney, I believe it's Disneyland, right? He just records ambient sound. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And he said it's pretty popular. I've never listened to it. But yeah, all it is is just information like one day might be Fantasyland on this date. Yeah. Or Space, or Tomorrowland, or, you know, just Main Street. I want some of that in my life. Yeah. Uh, give me the name of that, or I, I guess I could kind of... Well, West don't listen, so I'm sure he'll text me. I'll figure out how to search for it, too, yeah. I'm sure. But um, that's kind of what I'm doing, and I really just kind of enjoy listening. It's almost like listening to nothing. It's like when you want to listen to something, but you don't want to listen to anything. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, um, I have a pretty good mobile recorder, and I'm thinking about getting the new Disney Flex Pass for... Um, do, do you know what the Disney... See- Huh? That's the thing. You're just stealing some other guy's thing. No, but I'll just do it for myself, though. Oh, I'm gotcha. not going to release it. <laughs> yeah. I do enough or, podcasts. I mean, you could also contact him and see if he wants a contribution. Oh, that's true. You know you what's know what so... I mean? Yeah, that's not a bad if idea. If you're but, in L.A. and he's in, like, Yeah, maybe Florida. if he's in Florida. You know what's so funny is I have not released this yet on Patreon. Maybe I'll release it tomorrow. I came up with a show idea called um, Tweet Dreams, right? Uh-huh. And it's just me reading the tweets of famous drag queens right okay. but like to, but like to make it sound I, I actually have it right here i have it, i didn't know i was gonna play it but i have it i, I had it my desktop it's never released it here let me get out of this one right here of this bit right here okay here's like here's the beginning of tweet dreams the reason i haven't released this one is i don't like the sound of it i don't like the mix 
but uh, this is Tweet Dreams episode one. Hi, my name is Joe Batanz, <laughs> and this is Tweet Dreams. Each episode, I'll help you fall asleep. It's weird because I know you. Yeah. The tweets of the world's most famous drag queens. <laughs> Episode one. My worries are. See, I can't hear. Will you fast forward a bit so I can hear you? Okay. I'm gonna go to the middle. Raycon se convertirio en un gran negocio is now the Ferrari Luso. I appreciate the idea. Distracted driving causes surge in automobile fatalities. These are the tweets of RuPaul. Can I tell you why it's not for me? Why? I want like I want to listen to you. <laughs> that's what everybody. That's my concern. And then also, it's too funny. The, yeah, the, her her tweets are too funny because they're so random, yeah, which like, pulls you out of yeah. whatever you're trying to get. So like, I guess like when I'm listening to a coffee shop or whatever, and I hear an espresso machine, Monday, I'm not June like, 10th. oh crap, what was the beginning of that espresso machine? I'm okay just picking up where it left off. Uh-huh. Whereas if people are zoning out and then they hear you say a funny word, then they're like, crap, what is he talking about? I need to like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I haven't released it. If you, if you think I should release it, throw some hearts in the chat room and I'll see them well, later. I think it's funny if yeah. it's not difficult to do. No, it's not difficult to do at all. Why not throw it out there yeah. and maybe throw out the one and see. You yeah, know, I haven't really. I don't know how people will react. Uh, okay. Um, all right. So, okay. So, I think we. I think we've cleansed the palate. All right. Okay. Oh yeah, I saw a dog died Thursday, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with you? <laughs> Speaking of tragedies, um, so I've been. You know what's so funny is I didn't have time to pull clips from this. So you're gonna hear. I'm not going to say this person's name, though anybody who listens to this show regularly will know exactly who I'm talking about, okay? Okay. But for your, for obvious reasons, I'm not going to say this person's name on this particular podcast, okay? Okay. It's your mom. <laughs> but somebody messaged me recently, and she is trying to get her credential to work with um, uh, special edge kids. Okay. okay. So far, I have no idea who it is. Oh, you'll know who it is. Okay. okay. She calls me maybe a week or two. No, more than more than a week ago. This happened a week ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago. And she says she's in a, she's a, she's in a pickle, Mike Lawson, in that in one of her classes she gets this very specific assignment. Okay, which I think is so weird. I don't know how many people could do this assignment, but she had to interview a relative under thirty. <laughs> dis- who's disabled? What? Yeah, yeah, she had, a, <laughs> yeah, she had an interview. Uh, a relative under thirty who's disabled, and they had to get it. They had to capture the audio. Okay. Okay, to prove it. So she's like, I don't know. I don't have any relatives under thirty who are disabled. So I made up a ca- okay. a, ca- a cousin Joey. <sighs> okay. Who's okay. disabled? And would you do me a huge favor and just like try and make your voice sound younger? And um, and would you do this interview? And then this she- is like how they start the reboot of Bosom Buddies. Do you remember? <laughs> yes, yes, a show with Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari, yeah. where they uh, dressed up as women so they could get into because it was ho- it was so hard to rent an apartment in New York <laughs> that they it was cheap had, rent. Yeah, there's was, was cheap rent for this house for ladies. So okay, go on. I'm so, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. So they um so the day comes where she has to record me and she had sent me this so then I during the week I get this document that she's filled out that has my backstory <laughs> Okay yeah. your character rap yeah Uh Joe is not 48 first of all let's get that out of the way okay. it, it is my birthday this week though Anyway yeah. um so I get my my character breakdown sheet, right? My sides. And I'm uh, 22, which is the age Uh I date. Uh, I am mentally challenged. 
Okay. I was in a major accident. I think it was a car accident. And so now I, I have lost use of both knees. Oh, wow. So now I walk around with a walker. And this has forced me to live with my brother and his family. And I also have two sisters. And there's these weird family dynamics. And now for people who don't why? think. Yeah, go ahead. Well, like my question is why make up the weird, all of that backstory? Why couldn't you be. You who just had that accident, you do you know what I mean? Like, why the different brother? Why do you live with your brother? Why do you have the sisters? Why all this extra instead of you could just been Joe Batanz almost? Yeah, that's a good question. Nothing for this, changed yeah. except for the disability. That's, then that's good, an easier life. That's a good question for this person. Yeah, I don't know. But what I do have though, I do have here, I have the whole thing, but we can't play the whole thing. Do you do a voice? Don't do a Did you do a voice? All right. So I, oh, my God. name is. And I am interviewing my cousin Joey for uh, the family interview. Which I want to know when the teacher. By the way, gets it's it. obvious who it is now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when the teacher, when the teacher gets this, does the teacher go? Why is it professional recording equipment involved in this? Like, why the way, is the is quality it, so is good? It, is it a disability to have this weird kind of like obsession with forks? Is that a disability? <laughs> I know. Look. Oh, sorry. Wait, what time is it? <laughs> it's clearly obvious what's happening. <laughs> if somebody listens to this show and is somehow related to the teacher or the class or something and is going to tattle on her for doing this, mm-hmm. then they already know who she is. And that it's all right. Here we go. Family interview project uh, as part a part of. Uh, so the stipulations, one of the things is it suggested that we try an interview in person, but unfortunately due to scheduling, we weren't able to. So we are, so we had to do it in a professional studio. Recording this through Google Hangouts. <laughs> Hi, Joe. How are you doing? Hi, Lori. <laughs> okay. Hi, Lori, again. Yeah, yeah, little- yeah, yeah, here you go. Here you guys over here. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? Hi, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have time to find the best parts. I might have to do that at some other point. But what's so funny is... You're not going to get her in trouble somehow, right? Like, No, I don't think so. Well, I, I mean, didn't find she, out only, only this one teacher hears it. We both agree that the teacher's only going to listen like one minute of it. Right. Yeah. But also, like, she did the fucking work. Whether or not you are her cousin with a disability is one thing. But, Uh like, she did do the work Uh and is trying, you know? I didn't (laughs) have anyone. I went out of my way to make sure I completed this assignment, this ridiculous assignment you gave me. Yeah, so it's like a half-hour interview. And what's funny is I will say – that's why I have to go find the the parts that I want. Because I would say for the first 20 minutes – or first 15 to 20 minutes of the the 30-minute interview – it's actually kind of boring, right? It's about, you know, just your fa- backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not terribly interesting. I promise. It's not terribly interesting. But there is a part where it's because it, God fuck. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care now. This person and I, you know, they we are, you know, naturally just comedians, you know? Right. And so <laughs> the 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 situation starts gets getting more and more ridiculous. And there's a part where Lori chimes in about something that happened in her own personal life, and I wanted to laugh. And you can hear me going like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to laugh so badly, but I had to be this is a very serious conversation. So I had to go find those parts where they're so ridiculous. But I tried doing it, but it's it's too long, you know. So like I didn't I should have done it earlier, but I didn't. You know what? <clears throat> I don't know if I should really throw this out there, but I I'll give this to you. Yeah. So Imagine a sitcom where uh, two comedian friends are in the same situation and then they become they actually do go into the comedy stuff. And then the teacher is like Hollywood connected and then somehow either gives them like a podcast or something. So then they have to live their life where Joe is now this mentally uh, challenged guy. Yeah. I don't know. I think it could be gold. Yeah. No, you're right. You're walking close to some like. Well, no, I will say Lori and I have weird story ideas for ourselves for the future that we have, you know, like kind of dreams of what we would do. Uh, So anyway, (laughs) 
I, I'm sorry I couldn't pull more clips, but uh, you know what? I have the whole thing here. I have it pulled up, so we don't have to play the whole thing. But I have. We can jump around if you want a little bit in the whole thing. So I just ha- give me one little note. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to be. I'm just going to jump around. Okay. So I'm starting the game. But here we go. So let me see. Like he wants to be in that position, or do you think he struggles in that position? Like you think, struggle now in your position. I don't think he minds being in that position, but I do think like. See, this is what I'm talking about. The first half of the kind of in a lot of ways he still looks up to me. What about my that brother? Okay. Sense? Like he's still like yeah. Like let me go. Wants else. me to be the big. Are you brother. supposed to be the older be brother? I'm the book. So I made up. This was not in the back sheet, but I made up this this story that I'm the older brother, and that when I up before the accident, the younger brother looked up to me because uh, I was like supposed to be the, uh, the 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 great white hope, so to speak, of the family. And then since the accident, he's had to step up, and he's not used to that um, relationship where now the little brother is the big brother. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me jump around. I'm, I'm trying to see if I can find it. Here we go. Here's another. I mean, we yeah, we're fraternal, but yeah. So, um. Okay. So the next question Wait, is, is who do twin? you think? Yeah, Lori's a twin. What? Yeah, Lori's a twin brother. Huh. Hmm. Let me jump over here. That far from them. I wasn't like we went to like far away. Okay. But where my parents took me and my uh my brother and sisters out for like frozen <laughs> You're yogurt. Doing a voice. Mm-hmm. And then when we were out, my dad was like, Hey, let's go to the mountains and look at model homes. And it was really weird. Well, at the time... We How went, old were you guys? What the fuck? I was probably like eight. Okay. Right? We lived by, we lived over in San Bernardino at the time. We weren't that far from them. I wasn't like... <laughs> that's what that's what it's 30 minutes of that, Mike Lawson. <laughs> oh, it's my weird. God. It's so ridiculous. So anyway, I had to play Lori's uh, mentally challenged handicapped because... Oh, also, I was non-binary and had to ring that in in some way. <laughs> I'll I'll pull the best clip. That was part of the assignment, actually. She had to find a relative under 30 who was non-binary who would do an audio interview with her in a studio in L.A. In a studio in L.A. for a a class about special ed. Hmm. All right, Mike Lawson. Well, okay, so now we're going to do – so we finished – believe it or not, it's taken us this long. We've finished our two stories. Uh, Here we go. From the mountains to the sea to all of California, this is the Catching Up News Report. All right, Mike Lawson, what do you got for us in the Bay Area? Well, I told you it's Pride Weekend, so I wanted to tell you that Corporate America, this is a story I'm reading from Mm -hmm. SF Weekly, Corporate Mm -hmm. America has slathered its logos with rainbow colors this month in their annual June attempt to paint themselves as wonderful supporters of LGBTQ plus equality. Mm Mm-hmm. This is especially conspicuous at SF Pride, the largest annual Pride celebration in the country. Yeah. What? Is that true? I don't know. At which I, don't, a collection, I feel like New York is pretty big. I think a lot of them are very big. I don't think San Francisco is really that large, but maybe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, a collection of more than 50 corporate sponsors are keen to be seen at the biggest queer culture party in America. Mm-hmm. These corporations talk of uh, diversity and inclusion or being champions of LGBTQ rights. But do they walk the walk of supporting gay and trans rights while they walk the parade in their corporate branded rainbow apparel? Google certainly doesn't. Um, basically, this article goes into kind of um chopping up how these corporate sponsors are, are paying for and sponsoring anti-gay politicians mm-hmm. and i'm curious what you think because i know you kind of have like this political science kind of interest and mm-hmm. i'd be curious in you're also a gay man so like these huge companies i'm talking verizon and yahoo and google and like you know they're not just small mom pop stores they're also paying uh, large amounts of money to politicians of all stripes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this article specifically pointing out, including those that are doing some pretty anti-gay stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious what you think, like donating millions to all politicians, including anti-gay politicians. Does that make does that kind of like disqualify you from marching in our pride parade? Yes, I, I've been thinking about this. a lot. For some reason, it's been a big hot topic this year. I don't know why. 
I don't remember the corporate uh, bandwagoning being so blatant and so obvious in years past. This year, it seems particularly egregious, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's something that's come up. You know, I have another show called The Rumor Mill. We're talking about gay news and gay topics. And uh, Taylor Swift performing at the Stonewall to promote her new album. Uh, it was, and by the way, it was the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Uprising. And then they had a little, you know, a celebration. It's been going on all month, but they had one at the Stonewall on the actual day of the actual anniversary, hosted by Jesse Tyler Ferguson, which is, again, him. And then um, Taylor Swift performed Shake It Off, you know, there. And I was like, not that Taylor Swift isn't an ally, but how many queer artists or, like, trans Mm -hmm. artists who could have performed that day didn't, which I think is more in keeping with the theme of Stonewall sure. were Did they away. have no queer artists performing before or after? Or you, I don't you know who was there, but... She was the headliner, and I, the headliner wasn't queer. Well, she made a surprise appearance, so I don't know who else was on the bill. But it just reeked of pandering, and I thought mm-hmm. it was gross. And then I have a Twitter feed that I may or may not do in the rumor mill tomorrow, where uh, they were doing a, another celebration of the Stonewall riots being 50 years ago. And a trans woman jumped on the stage to protest what we're talking about, about mm-hmm. these corporate sponsors who are, you know, blah, 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 blah. Trans and woman of color, even. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the crowd booed her, and people were threatening to call the police, which is very <laughs> ironic because she wouldn't shut up. And uh, they, they didn't call the police, but they got her off the stage so they can go on with their stupid bullshit and have like Gaga come out here and wave to the audience or whatever happened. So mm-hmm. I, I I do think the gays in their praise of diva worship and whatnot and 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 so want there does have this sort of like daddy love me kind of thing. It it is kind of gross, and I'm not a fan of it. And I think we should be very yeah. careful about that. Thank you. I think um, the parade, actually, the parade in San Francisco is happening, like, as we speak. Um, And it's gotten so weirdly corporate. Like, it's not even, even, like, community groups are, like, marching in the shadow of, like, a huge Facebook float. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't, you don't even see the other people for the most part. Because it's just this large crowd of a lot of straight people wearing their facebook rainbow logo shirts marching and i think that's cool and i think it's nice to kind of make the crowd larger by including our allies like this Mm -hmm. um but the sponsor stuff is a little bit concerning and i think that similar to how some folks are kind of i guess like divestment have you heard Mm -hmm. of this term no um there's some there's like a I, I'm speaking in a in about a topic that I'm not very comfortable speaking about, but there are people. There's like this movement to kind of um, take your money out of um, investments that are supporting fossil fuels, and um, so I think that gays could kind of do that same sort of thing, where we like stop giving our money to anyone who's supporting people that are trying to keep us down. And I think, I mean, if that's if. You think about it like that's one thing that gays really do have is our money. You know what I mean? We, mm-hmm. A lot of us, I mean, this is changing a bit, but a lot of us don't have kids and a lot of us have two incomes. And if anything, we should kind of try to try to keep that power. No, I agree. So um, goodbye. Did you Tommy. have a news story at all? Is there anything? Oh, you wanted? <laughs> let me tell you. Girlfriend, you were so long. Okay, so. I, we, I, have we mentioned that Marianne Williamson is running for president on this show before? What's weird is I don't think much. Let's let's take one half step back yeah. if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm gonna think, yeah, go ahead. You in want- catching up story, catching up episodes past. Yeah, uh, Joe has talked about Marianne Williamson, who is currently running for president and made a splash in mm-hmm. the uh, presidential debate on Wednesday night. Um, Thursday night. Thursday night and. Um, I'm sorry, Joe. I was busy watching a dog get murdered. So um, she made a splash in the debate, and uh, we haven't really kind of connected those two dots. Now that Marianne Williamson is um, has been seen by most of our audience, right? So before mm-hmm. this, I would say she was kind of just a, someone we talked about. But now she's been seen. So I'd like yeah. to talk about her and how much you love her and how she's your spiritual uh, yeah. guru. Mm-hmm. And how if all these people saying she's crazy – 
I would like you to defend her. She's not crazy. Okay, here we go. <laughs> One, I'm going to say this. Um, my cousin Richard, uh, for those of you that don't know, because he just stopped talking to me, I have a gay cousin named Richard who's a week younger than me and gay. All right? And years ago now, gosh, this must be back in like 2012 or 2013, uh, I don't know why I was so stressed out about this, but I was in the middle of writing a movie. The first draft was due when we were coming close, and I was I was very very stressed, and I started breaking out in hives, and it was so stressful. And he said to me, "You know, I've always wanted to go see this uh, spiritual teacher named Marianne Williamson speak. She speaks every Monday at the Saban Theater in L.A. Let's go." So I was like, at for I for the first I was just I was just amusing him, right? Yeah. So I went, and it was something fun to do. If I go, if anything, it'll just be interesting. Probably good for the show. Sure. And I go, and the first time I ever saw her, I just thought she was a crazy person, right? I go, this is a crazy person, and there are all these crazy people listening to her, and um, but whatever, okay? And then he convinced, I don't know why, I decided to keep going. He and I just kept going for about a month, and about week three or week four in, she did. She used to do this. So what Marion Williamson does, her big thing, is she she gives teachings almost like the way someone would to a Bible, the, the ministers would from the Bible, from a book called The Course in Miracles that she did not write. Okay, she didn't write this book. It was written in like the early sixties, and um, by a woman who was also a crazy person. That's a whole other story. And she teaches from that book. Okay. Yeah. And every so often when she did the lectures, I learned, she would do sort of like a reboot where she would say, like, if this is your first time, this is what we do. This is what the Course in Miracles is, blah, 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 blah. And what I will say is she is a very, she's one of the most charismatic and amazing speakers that I've ever seen. What I mean sure. is, and you didn't get a sense of this at the, at the debate, but I've never seen anybody be able to talk uh, nonstop for 45 minutes to an hour and never go, uh, or hesitate or anything. It's just, and every week was different and it didn't seem memorized. It didn't seem read. She was just talking off her, off the cuff and she never paused. It always seemed like, I don't know, it's super weird. Right. And she is a very charismatic speaker. And I will say she is really good at taking the principles in the Course in Miracles and teaching them the way a, sure. a really good minister or a really good priest would be good at giving a sermon. Okay? She's and really while you're complimenting that. her, I've read Return to Love. Is that mm -hmm. what it's called? Yeah. So I've, re I've read that um, at your well, – kind of your suggestion. I asked you to suggest something of hers to read, and I read that and it, during a therapeutic camping trip, you might remember. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it was great, and it did me good, and I, I don't knock her. Mm -hmm. I think my criticisms maybe are just that she maybe isn't in her lane, if that makes sense. That's exactly but, the point I'm going to get at. Like if cool. You might think that Emeril Lagasse or Rachel Ray are great – chefs but you don't want to run for president right, and here's right. the other thing too is so i did have and i still do i do still kind of think she's just like a fierce fucking diva bitch right kind of in that thing like but like judy garland people love this judy garland judy garland, garland was cracked out of her head right sure yeah. and um i think she's like that and so what's weird is living in los angeles but don't you think the reaction to Judy Garland on that debate stage would have been very similar to what yes, Marianne Williamson yes, was getting, yes. right? So this is deserved. And here's the deal. The, also, the reason that I think Marianne Williamson is so good at teaching these principles, right, for how to live your life is the same reason that I'm such a good math teacher. The reality is I'm terrible at math. Okay, so I need this. Yeah, I need the strategies that I'm teaching. I actually need those strategies to do the math. I'm not some math genius who's trying to dumb it down for you. I need them the way you do. And the same sure. thing is for her as you know, actually, the very first time, the very first time Richard and I went to go see Marianne Williamson day number one, we were sitting, we were probably four rows back and she walked in. And she was clearly pissed off. This is the first time we've ever seen her. Clearly pissed off. She has an assistant with her. She throws her purse at the assistant. And then she gets on stage. And, of course, you know, on stage, and we were sitting four rows behind where, like, basically her assistant sits and stuff like that, right? So on stage, she's like, hi, everybody, in a good mood, right? But at a certain point, 
the assistant is standing there and she covers the microphone. She walks over to her and she says, I need you to not stand there right now. Like total cunt. Right, yeah. like yeah. total bitch, and I'm like, oh yes, I live like there was such a dichotomy between the two personalities that we were seeing, right? And I've seen that many times before. Then, by chance, with one of my fancy friends that I have, her mother, who I'm also friends with, is friends, or actually should say, was friends with Marianne Williamson, right? Mm-hmm. And so I used to get all the Marianne Williamson tea, and what a crazy person she is. And yeah. she's kooky and yada yada yada. And it's just the image she projects, she's such the opposite personality, which I'm always fascinated by. She's plagued with doubt and guilt and this and that, right? Yeah. So the reason I say was is Marianne went to this friend who Marianne looks up to and said, I'm thinking of running for president. I want your support. And my friend said to her at dinner, Bad I don't idea. think bad idea. I don't think you should do it. And I don't think this is a good thing. And yada, yada, yada. And we need to win. And we need to be Trump. And I don't think you can do it. And blah, 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 blah. And Marianne stopped being her friend and said, you don't support my dreams or something like that, right? What sucks is this. I think this ruins her brand a bit. I don't know that she's getting what she thought she was going to get out of this. But that's my but yeah, that's but a guess. I, will, I almost wonder too if it helps. I don't know. I don't We're know. sitting here talking about her again. Yeah, exactly. And so... I agree with you. I don't think she's in her lane. I think she's a crazy person. I I know she's a crazy person. I I went to her campaign when she she ran for Congress in L.A. and she yeah. lost. And I happen to know that she was devastated by this emotionally by losing. So I think she's going to go through an even bigger devastation later. Right? She Do you was, believe that she thinks she has a chance right now? <laughs> I think she does. I think. She buys into this reality that she's supposed to be there. But, like, here we go. Let's take a listen here. This The question here, and everyone, the, I'm pulling the two most famous clips that people have been talking about. The, the first, the question here is, what is your number one priority when you get in the office, okay? What's the first thing you're going to do? No, no, the first thing you're going to do was, she. that was when she was going to call the me. people from Europe and say we're back. But this is, like, what her wow. number one priority is. Here we go. The first call is to Prime Minister of New Zealand who said that her goal is to make New Zealand the place where it's the best place in the world for a child to grow up. And I will tell her girlfriend you are so on, because the United States of America is going Bang. to be the best place in the world for a child to grow up. What the fuck is that? The weirdest part of that is, like, the in New Zealand, all of this is coming up because they just experienced a mass shooting. Yeah. So you're going to call the people who are victims of a mass shooting and say, like, you're not going to recover fast we're going to recover faster. Uh-huh. Like, it's just a weird in-your-face thing to the victims of a shooting. <laughs> it's bizarre. And I think you brought this up earlier in the show, either in take one or take two, but her accent. Now, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. What What is it? Because she's not, I mean, she's, she's from, a Jew LA, from like, She's a Jew from Texas. But the accent feels like, I don't know, what is the accent? <laughs> I can't even place it. Well, they were saying, I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. They were saying it's that like uh, mid-Atlantic accent. So again, a little bit of film history here. In the 30s and 40s, for some reason, they decided that uh, the posh accent I have was this made-up accent. The closest real person who had it was Franklin Roosevelt, right? Yeah. But But he had it for real. It was this weird accent that was a cross between England and the United States. Strangely, my friend Chris has it, but that's because Chris grew up in New York, and then when he was like 11 or 12 moved to England for like 10 years. He went to boarding school in England and went to college yeah. in England. So he has this sort of weird... It's like what a, if you asked a kid to act rich. Yes. It's like almost like a fake noble voice. Yeah, yeah. And so in the 30s and 40s when they in the studio system, they would train people to have this accent. It's the accent everybody has in movies from the 30s and 40s where they're like uh, fetch me that glass there, sir. You know, they don't say the R's why it's again, Franklin Roosevelt is a good example. He just naturally had it. Um but why would she have it? I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a weird thing that she just acquired. Cause she, like I said, she's a Jew from Texas who lived in New York for a long time, then Los Angeles, and now she's back in New York. So, um. Oh, she's New York based now? Yeah, she's back in New York now. It happened soon after she lost the congressional election here. But she's in LA like once or twice a month. She still does the Saban thing, but only once or twice a month now. Hmm. Uh, and then she's back in New York. I think. So here's a question. Yeah. You voting for her? No, 
No, she's a crazy person. I don't think she'll make it to California. Here's yeah. here's. Do you her... think she'll make it to the next debate? No. Well, no, no, no. I think she'll make because there's like I think there's another debate, isn't there? About that still has the same qualifications, but then there's a, in no. September it gets upped, and I don't think she's gonna make it. Here's I. I think the third debate has stricter criteria. Actually, I could be wrong. Maybe but... you, I could be. You know, I could have been thinking that there were two debates with all twenty, so maybe I confused it. But I know that yeah, I know in September the neck whatever debates are in September, there's a stronger criteria that she's not gonna make. But here we and go. I um, think her performance actually in this debate is not gonna help her raise money. It's not gonna help her in the polls. Right, like she no, came off, like she 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 lost. I would say, yeah, yeah. It's purely name recognition. All right, here we go. This is this is her closing statement, which I love. It's yeah. so Marion Williamson. Here we go. I'm sorry we haven't talked more tonight about how we're going to beat Donald Trump. I have an idea about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not going to be beaten just by insider politics talk. He's not going to be beaten just by somebody who has plans. He's going to be beaten by somebody who has an idea what this man has done. This man has reached into the psyche of the American people. By the way, she's not wrong. Yeah, her her really she repeated it many times, but her criticism of plans is very hard for me to not laugh at every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Like who who's mad about plans? Mm-hmm. You can say like you need more than plans, but I feel like she's almost saying like these fools and their plans. Mm-hmm. It's silly to me. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. You're right. I know that was weird. Like, uh, people with their plans. He has harnessed fear for political purposes. Mm-hmm. So, Mr. President, if you're listening, I want you to hear me, please. You have harnessed fear for political purposes, and only love can cast that out. So, I, sir, I have a feeling you know what you're doing. I'm going to harness love for political purposes. I will meet you on that field, and, sir, love will win. I agree with the general sentiment. It doesn't play on this. Yeah. And that's all of, I feel like everything she said, there was a lot of stuff that was fine. I mean, this healthcare, sick care mm-hmm. point that she brought up yeah. is very true and mm-hmm. um, a very American problem that would be great if we could solve. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, even the dumb, I would call Europe and say we're back, is it's silly, but it's true. I'm sure Europe is excited to have... Not Marianne Williamson, but a normal person in the White House. Civility. They would love to know Mm -hmm. that America is reliable and on their side. Sure. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's it's one of these things where, like, stay in your lane, Marianne Williamson. And I've always (laughs) thought that. It's so funny. I will not contribute to her campaign. I don't support her for president. I uh, that's not that's not what we need there in the White House. So let me pose two hypotheticals to you. Number one, you're I'm guessing you'd like Trump to not be in our White House any yes. longer. So you would vote for any of these 20 fools, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what if I told you that, I don't know, we nominate somebody really stupid and the Republicans nominate somebody who has a strong chance. Would you vote for a Republican like in a in a general? Mm-hmm. Would you vote for a Republican challenger to Trump knowing that he has a better chance over a Democratic challenger or would you only vote a Democratic challenger? I, and this is hypothetical. I mean, I'm just – let's say this Republican challenger is a sane Republican. Like John Kasich. A, a Mitt Romney type. Okay. Okay? Like not good for us but at least good for our government, you know? But but my but – my, but it's better than a Democrat? Well, I'm just saying we, we nominate somebody who has no chance for whatever reason. Hi, this is hypothetical. Like it's Marianne Williamson versus John Kasich. Sure. Yes. Yes. John Kasich, one hundred percent. Okay. Um, like as much as you know, what's funny is, and I've seen, I've seen. I don't know how that could possibly happen. I'm just saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've seen Democrats mean. debate this right about how, like, especially early on in the Trump presidency, about the you know, like, oh, if Trump died, and they're like, no, you don't want Trump to die because then Pence is worse, and he'd be actually, you know, Trump in a weird. The, the argument was that Trump. And the administration is so chaotic that they don't get anything passed. Okay, so in a weird kind of way, it's, it's just good because it's like uh, it's it's there's there's roadblocks and stalemates and stuff like that. Sure, but there's I am so child, con- there's a child at the wheel, but he can't really reach the pedals. Exactly. However, yeah. I am so concerned for this country that. I- because the truth of the matter is, is that the Republicans did win the White House. Okay, well, however, whatever they did, right? Okay. 
But you know what's so funny? Did you see? I forgot. I have forgotten in the intervening years how narrow it was in those key battleground states. Like I thought, to my head, it was like fifty thousand. It was like I think I was like in total of all this battleground states combined. Trump won by 50,000. It's like 10,000 here, 25,000 here, 5,000. You know, like it's so slim, right? Yeah. But the point is that at this stage, it's to me, it's about the country. The principles be damned. Like right now, it's like we are like it, it it's we need someone who's just sane. We need, I just want sane. I want it to be that there's no crazy talk for one week. Sure. You know, and uh, just boring. I'm, I'm, I'm welcoming boring in any kind of way. Well, I just think that it, if we have the ability to elect a normal sort of politician that leads in a normal way, mm-hmm. we can then return to like maybe some actual debate. And we know that if – I don't know. We'll subpoena someone. They'll show up and you know, like laws are followed and god, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, politics talk. That's Mike and Joe. Across the aisle. We should come up with a politics one. All right. What's going on with you and your personal life, Mike Lawson? Um, that's it, really. I did want to tell you, I, I think we're close to done, aren't we? With do what? you have one more personal story? I do have a quick one. I can do one that's very quick. I, I Mine, I just had on my list, I wanted to tell you, have you ever heard of City Lights uh, up here in San the Francisco? Bookstore? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, as of last week, they started carrying my zine in their zine section. Oh, I saw that. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah. I was actually very happy for you. So, I submitted it. Um, they uh, curate their zine section. So, I submitted mine thinking like, meh, who, who knows? Like, might as well try. Mm-hmm. Doesn't hurt to send them a copy. So, I did that. And then I got a great acceptance letter. And they're going to carry all 12 issues as mm-hmm. they come out. Um, and they, I mean, their zine section is only like, I mean, maybe they have about 50 titles. So mm-hmm. I feel honored. And City Lights, if you don't know, is like a pretty famous bookstore in San Francisco, kind of is um, at the epicenter of like the beat culture in yeah. the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. It's really exciting. So if you're in San Francisco or if you happen to just kind of be around, you should go to City Lights. Um, and buy a copy of my zine. Yeah, Barney in the UK says he's going to be in San Francisco for a few weeks and will pop in uh, yeah. the City Lights to buy a copy of the zine. So congratulations, Mike Lawson. You know what? The story I have is kind of evergreen, and I kind of already have to go. I don't think I really have any. Well, let's, let's, let's do what's off the share. So why don't I do that story next week? We've done a long show today, uh, and I, that story is evergreen. It doesn't have a time thing on it. So okay. why don't we? why don't we just end it here? Okay. Uh, Joey, oh, wait, what are you doing next week, though? You have your birthday coming up. Yeah, it's my birthday on July 4th, and I'm not embarrassed to say it to anyone listening. Uh, are you going to tell us um, what you're doing, or is that better oh, safe for next so week? I'm so excited, and Betty is so hateful, right, about it. Mm-hmm. I did you this last it. year, and I'm going to do it again. A nice breakfast with my family, brother and nieces and stuff like that, right? We are going later in the weekend for a dinner, right? But at this stage, just a nice breakfast with the family. And then oh. I'm going to, by strange coincidence, and thank you, Jesus, Stranger Things comes out on my birthday, season three. Mm-hmm. And I love Stranger Things. So I'm going to close all the blinds, crank the air conditioner as low as it'll go, and sit in the dark. And watch, just binge Stranger Things. I'm going to turn my phone off the night of July 3rd. I'll turn it on July 5th. And I'm going to binge Stranger Things. Sounds like a very Mike Lawson birthday. I like it. I love those birthdays. I love it so much. I've loved it last year. And so so Betty goes, what are you going to do for your birthday? Well, I'm going to do what I always love to do. And she goes, what? I'm going to do nothing. You're going to do nothing on your birthday, Joey. Well, that's very inconsiderate. You know, and I was like, because I know she's planning to have a, because, you know, it's a holiday, so she's planning to have a little party, you know. I said, but somebody she knows is having a party, and um, I go, well, you're welcome to go to that party. And she goes, I'm not going to leave you alone on your birthday, which she's going to be shocked to find out. I'm going to be locked in a bedroom by myself 
So yeah. I and I'm so excited about that. So excited. In fact, all I want is to be left alone. Yeah, all I want to be left alone is in the dark. No one bother me. No one talk to me. And I watch Stranger Things and masturbate and eat Doritos. Wait, Stranger Things gets you off? That's gross, Joey. Oh, all right. No, 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 well, no. it was nice catching up with you. And I will talk to you next week. I hope you have a good birthday. All right. Go to hell, Mike. for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson and follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week.